Good morning, Elizabeth Chapel Church family. Good to see you again today. Thank you for joining in with us. And boy, it's a beautiful day outside. The sun's shining. Friday, we're getting closer and closer to being able to come back together as a church family and body and gather in our house of worship to praise God together. That's going to be exciting. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll jump right into the study this morning. We're in Ephesians chapter 6. We're actually now in verse 17 as we finish up this study on being clothed in the armor, clothed for battle, to do battle against the enemy, the devil, in the name of Jesus. So let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness to us today. The blessings of the night and the blessings you've given us, just continue to keep your hand upon us. Father, let us be found faithful. Our desire is to love you, serve you, represent you to the world around us. We pray that others will see Jesus in our lives, and we honor and thank you for this day and your blessings. In Christ's name, amen. Well, we started out at the first of the week, and we looked at the thief comes, and he comes to come against us, to destroy us, to defeat us, to deter us. We put on this armor of God. We put on now the uh, waistband of truth. We put on the... uh, We've got the shield of faith. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel, the peace that God, that God gives us. And we've looked at all of these different parts of the armor. Uh, that breastplate of righteousness where we come to know Jesus as our Savior and Lord. Well, actually, verse 17 picks up right there at that breastplate of righteousness because verse 17 says... And take the helmet of salvation. Boy, God has saved us. And that helmet of salvation, that's so important. That's the most important thing in this armor that we're going to wear. If we've never been saved, we don't stand a chance against the devil. So this salvation that we have through Jesus Christ by placing our faith in Him is what makes the difference in our life. Notice it's the helmet of salvation. Our family, we love to go to the beach, and we're looking forward, and hopefully we'll get to go to the beach this summer. Hopefully South Carolina Beach will be open. But one of the things I've noticed every year as we go to the beach, that there is a different law there for motorcycles than there is in a lot of the states. I know here it's different than here. In South Carolina, you can ride your motorcycle and you don't have to wear a helmet. And boy, that's always scary because if you have a motorcycle wreck without a helmet on, you're, you're going to be in big trouble because it's easy to get a mortal wound if your head bangs against the pavement or whatever. And the scripture tells us here that because we have on the helmet of salvation, We're not going to be able to to receive a mortal wound from Satan. He can't have us. We belong to Christ. He cannot touch us. We're His, and we belong to Him. Isn't that powerful as we see it in the Scripture? Take the helmet of salvation. That's our security. We're, We're saved, and we belong to Him. 
But then there's another word here that we see in this verse of Scripture. He says also not only the helmet of salvation, but and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That sword that that Roman soldier would use was maybe a smaller sword that was used in hand-to-hand combat as he would fight against that enemy. He would take that sword and he would take it and he would be able to do battle against his enemy and find a place to destroy that enemy or cut against that enemy. Well, the Scripture tells us that after we have been saved, After God has supplied this helmet of salvation and we're His, we're in Christ, also God says, I have provided for you the defensive weapon against the enemy, the devil, and it's called the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I find it very powerful in Luke's Gospel and Matthew's Gospel Both of them, I think, chapter 4, when Jesus was tempted by Satan to sin. And every time Jesus was tempted, he would quote the Scripture to the devil. And he would say, this is what God says. And he would win the battle with the Scripture. Do you know the Bible tells us right here that the relationship of the Word of God to the Christian is very, very powerful because the Word of God is our sword. It's the sword of the Spirit that God uses as we trust Him. I want to share another verse of Scripture with you for a moment. It's in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Listen to it for a moment. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. My friend, do we realize that our major defense against the enemy who's coming against us is the Word of God, the Scripture, the Bible. I want to show you a little diagram that I sort of sketched out here that I want you to notice, and, and I want you to look at it Look at it with me for a moment today. Let me get it standing up here so that you can so that you can see it real well. This little diagram that I've drawn out for you today to look at shows us the correlation between Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. Now, I want you to look at this just for a moment. The Bible says that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it's living. Now, here's what we know. If you look at this diagram for a moment, you see on the top of this diagram the word Jesus. Jesus is the center of everything in our lives, isn't he? He's the center of the universe. He is God's center. He is his son that he sent into the world. Do you know the Bible says that Jesus is the living word? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. That's speaking about Jesus. Jesus is eternal, the living Word of God. But also, the Scripture tells us here in verse 12 of Hebrews 4, that the Word of God is living. So not only is Jesus the Word, 
but the written word is also a living word. You see that down here in this uh, corner. The word of God. The living word of God. And then over on this other side, you see the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the author of the word of God. In fact, the Holy Spirit is the one who wrote the scripture. As the Holy Spirit breathed into those men of old and they wrote the scripture. So notice this this, uh, triangle for a moment and how it all fits together. It all is tied together. Jesus, the word, the Bible, the living word of God. It's alive and active And the Holy Spirit, who is the one who breathed the Word of God into existence. And so all of this triangle all comes together. And we see it, and we see how all of this works. Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going back to the Father, and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to come to be with you and dwell you. He said that... To his disciples, you don't have to write down all these things I'm saying. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to bring everything to your remembrance that I have spoken to you. So we see this triangle. Jesus, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit. What a powerful, powerful Word we see in Scripture. What a, what a provision God has provided for us. He's saying to us, I've given you the helmet of salvation. You're secure. I'm going to protect you. I'm also telling you that you have the sword of the Holy Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's where we do our battle. My friend, the Word of God, and the next verse tells us prayer. The Word of God and prayer are the most important things you have in your armament as you stand against the wiles of the devil. As you stand in the power of God, in His might, not your power, but in His might. I want to close with a verse of Scripture in the book of Psalms. It's amazing how that we always seem to go back to Psalms and back in that Old Testament book. But I want to read Psalm 147 and verse 15. Now listen closely to this in light of this sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And here's what the Bible says in verse 15. God sends out His command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. Now, I want to tell you why I like that so much. His word runs swiftly. Do you remember in a few days back, we talked about what Peter said? He said that the devil is like a roaring lion walking to and fro in the earth, seeking whom he may devour. We found in the book of Job, chapter number 1, God said to the devil, Where have you been, Satan? He said, I've been walking to and fro in the earth, and I found your servant Job, and I'm coming against him. My friend, do you know God has given you and I the perfect provision for battling Satan, and it's his word? 
God says in this psalm, my word runs to and fro in the earth. All you and I must do is rely on the word of God. Resist the devil, James says, and he will flee to you. Draw nigh to God. Here's the way you resist the devil. Quote scripture to him. Say, get out of here, Satan. Leave me alone. I'm under the blood of Jesus and the word of God in Christ. That's the authority for my life. There's one more verse in Psalms I want to share with you. Psalm 107, verse 20. And that psalm says this powerful statement. God sent out his word and God healed them. Do you know that's so powerful? The powerful healing of the word of God. When the word of God comes to your life, it will heal your life. It will heal your emotions. The Word of God will heal every part about you as you trust and depend upon God. His living Word. This sharp two-edged sword. This sword that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit inspired as He uses it in your heart and life. Many times in the Gospels, Jesus healed people And he never went to their house. He never touched them. He never was in their presence. But the Bible tells us that Jesus would send out his word and heal. There were several times that that happened. And Jesus would say, it's done just because of your faith. And they would bring word to Jesus and they would say, what time were you with Jesus? What time were you talking to Jesus? What time did Jesus say to you he had healed your daughter or your son or your servant? And they would get together and come up with the time that it happened. And they would say, that is the very moment that your son or daughter or servant got well and the fever left. That's what God says he does. He said, I will send out my word and heal them. My friend, that's exactly what God does, isn't it? Well, thank you for joining with us this week as we studied these scriptures. The armor of God being clothed and ready for battle. Friend, take up this armor. Put it on every day. And especially pick up the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God, and stand on the authority of God's Word. Stand using that shield of faith, and God will powerfully move and work in your life. Well, let's just close with prayer this morning. Lord, you've blessed us this week. It's been good, Father, to see your word. It's been good, Father, for your face to shine upon us, and for you to just Put your favor upon our life, upon our church, and we ask God that you will just powerfully move now in in and through us in the days ahead. We praise you and honor you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. God bless you. I'll see you Sunday right here at 10 o'clock.